Hi fam, how's it going? I woke up at 4.45 this morning, bright eyed, bushy tail, got in a home workout. I think I went to sleep at like eight o'clock last night. Um, so I am on one. And today we are talking about all things sales, which is like my favorite topic ever. Um, and it's something that I get asked about quite often. So I'm very excited. Um, Troy and I were actually talking over the dinner table over a delicious meal that I did not make, he made um, the other night just about like his job. He's in software sales for insurance. Um, he's always been in sales. I've always been in sales. So we were just talking about that and just uh, kind of like dabbling into our pasts and stuff. And he literally almost made me cry because he's always very complimentary of me, right? Like always saying the nicest things, but he was telling me how much he's learned from me and how I operate and how I do sales. And I won't speak for him, but just like, he's like, hey, you've totally changed my mindset on this. And now I operate like this because that's what you do. And that's what you've always said. And he listens into like some of my um, my calls with like my new skin team. Um, he's like, yeah, you know how you always say this? I'm like, oh, I do. He's like, yeah, babe. Like I literally listen at the top of the stairs. I'm like, oh, that's so fucking embarrassing. Um, and again, won't speak for him. Yes, maybe one day I'll invite him on here and we'll chat, but um, not not now. Um, these microphones are fucking expensive, by the way. And if you have to get like the dual connector, they're like $900. I'm like, motherfucker. Um, but anyway, I, so had that. And then that night actually got on my Instagram and did another one of those question boxes. And like always, um, got a lot of questions about sales, sales tips, um, staffing tips. Cause that was my career before all of this, um, how I've built the new skin team, how I do my new skin sales, stuff like that. So I think I'm really just going to try to stick to sales in general, right? It can relate to a lot of different things. I'm not going to get specific into like network marketing sales or sales on Instagram. Um, because again, to be honest, it's kind of all the same. Um, no, you don't need any sort of sales experience to start a sales business. I didn't have any, um, but you do need to like understand it. And I'll say this probably many times, but sales is a skill and you need to master it, work on it. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm just not a salesperson. That's like, I mean, it's obviously, obviously not as serious as being like, oh, I'm just not a nurse or I'm just not, you know what I mean? Like, okay, that's totally different. But anyway, you need to, it is a skill and you need to uh, master it and work on it and listen to TED Talks and more important podcasts than this one and read books about it um, if you want to be good on it, good at it. So I'm going to give some highlights like through this. I just want to preface, preface this with I'm going to give some highlights about my career, not to obviously not to brag, but to give myself like clout, I guess, and context, because if you don't know me, otherwise you might just be like, who the fuck is this ding dong giving sales advice? She doesn't know anything. So I'm wrong at like 98% of things and really suck at most things. Um, but I will say that I've had a really good track record of being successful with sales. Um, again, some, not again, but some people do get uncomfy when people talk like dollars and money. But like I have always said, money is what feeds your family. It pays for a roof over your head. It pays for medical bills. It's a very um, important thing in life. So if I'm throwing out numbers, that's why. Um, but money, un unlike other careers, I guess, 
money is a very vital sign of success in sales. Like typically how much money you make is how good you are at sales. Typically, this is not always, um, but it's different than a regular salary job, right? Like you could be the best fucking nurse in the nation, but you still might make the same salary as a nurse who isn't. And that's really fucked up, to be honest. Um, but you might be the best, you know, bacon, turkey, bravo maker at Panera. Like, hello, that was me. Uh, <laughs> and still make the same fucking $5.25 as, you know, the next ding dong who forgets to put the sauce on the sandwich, you know? So anyway, um, speaking of Panera, fuck, I literally loved that job. But shortly after I was fired and then rehired, story for a different day, um, I quit because I wanted to be a server, okay? So I was capped at Panera at $5 and $25 an hour. And I knew from other friends who were servers that they made tips. And I knew that I was coachable. I was, you know, a fast learner and I loved to work. I still do. I'm a workaholic. I just fucking love it. Um, I love the fact that serving and bartending meant like the faster that you worked, the more money that you made, you know, you could turn tables over, blah, blah, blah. And if you could, ding, 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 this is my first tip that I'll go into in a second. If you could build a relationship with the people at your tables, your bar, you could make even more money, okay? So I love the thrill of sales. I love the thrill of a business. Um, I think it's why I'm obsessed with assembly lines. Like, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, I should probably cut that out. But um, watching the McDonald's documentary of how they have like one person doing X, the other doing Y to efficiently, quickly get everything out the drive through window is just like so fucking exciting to me. And they know that the faster that they can get the food out the door, the more people that they can serve and the more money that they can make. And then Chick-fil-A turns it up a notch. They have the same sort of assembly line, the same sort of efficiency, um, but they add in the relationship piece of it. So their um, pleasure to serve you, my pleasure, yes, ma'am. Like there's so much, uh, I don't mean this negatively about McDonald's, but they just seem to be so much nicer and they care. They seem like they care more. And that's why Chick-fil-A fucking dominates the fast food industry. They have an incredible product. Um, they're very efficient. And they have relationships with people. So anyway, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But always, like, I always think about that. Like, Chick-fil-A sandwich, yes, might be superior. But some people fucking love McDonald's. But they might choose Chick-fil-A because of, you know what I mean? Anyway, so, um, and then another thing, which I guess I can go into a different day. Um, but I'm assuming those people at Chick-fil-A or those people at McDonald's aren't getting bonuses for, like, how fast they're getting the food out the door, right? They maybe never get a raise and it's the motherfucker at the top who gets all the money. Not sure, don't know their business model, but um, it's kind of why quit corporate America. Um, anyway, so I actually <laughs> ripped out a page of my notebook and wrote down, I was trying to like scribble down my top tips for sales um, just to stay a little bit fucking organized. Like, look at me, I deserve some tequila this morning because I've got this written down. So just a reminder, these are just mine. There are people who are so much smarter, so much better well-spoken than me and so much more successful than me um, who have tips. But this is kind of what I've collected in my time, okay? So I'm gonna read these and then I'm gonna, get up, get up, gonna go through them. So my first, always biggest tip of sales is sales is 
the business of building relationships. Going to go into it in a second. The next is grit and grind, okay? Sometimes it's about luck and timing, sales is, but the harder that you work, the luckier that you'll get. Next one, solve a problem. Don't just sell a product. Um, Two more, rejection is, this is why I never write things down is because I can't fucking read. Um, Next one is rejection is part of the game. You have to be used to it. And the last one is execution. So, um, wow, I'm like so impressed with myself that I wrote something down. So let's go through them. Um, Start with the first one. The number one thing I've learned is that building relationships is 100% the key to success in sales, okay? Um, It also is such an important thing to learn and to master. And again, yes, it is a skill um, for anything in life. But I remember when I was like a wee little lad, out of college. Like I was a clusterfuck. Like I wore the same thing every single day. I had $13 in my bank account. I was a mess. Like I didn't know anything. Um, but anyway, I finally, oh, it's 11, 11. Hold on. Anyway, talked about this before. Um, got declined from like every sort of sales job I ever interviewed for, but I finally got accepted for a job in staffing, had no idea what it was, what it meant like had literally zero clue, was just so grateful that someone gave me a salary of $31,000 a year because I was like, fuck, I'm so rich. Um, But anyway, I was there for five years. It was the best company I've ever worked for. And it was the best because I attribute my success to one, them giving us so much training and coaching um, on sales and life. Like they gave me a life coach after a while. Like it was just fucking incredible. But two, I was a coachable motherfucking sponge. That also should really be one of my top tips is to be a fucking sponge. But I read every single book. I listened to every person who had done it before me. I talked to the people at the top. I didn't um, like expect that they were going to do it for me. I just listened. I wanted to shadow them. I just shut up and really, really soaked it all in. Um, And I, this is maybe taking it to the extreme, but I like lived and ate and like breathed staffing. It's all I talked about. My friends made fun of me. They're like, holy fuck, can you talk about something else? I'm like, no, like, I love this job so much. I'm gonna be so good at it. Like the er the commission is uncapped. Like, fuck, this is gonna be incredible. So anyway, um, my job, if you don't know what staffing is, so my job was to go and meet with hiring managers. And for example, like I'd go meet with the VP of application development at Wells Fargo. So he, she, whatever, was in charge of creating like the backend application for the Wells Fargo mobile app, let's say. This is just an example. Also, I knew nothing about IT software, like literally dumb as rocks, knew nothing. So my job was to meet, we're just going to say it was him because this is an actual example. Um, My job was to meet with him, solve his staffing needs for upcoming projects, Um, and then my recruiters who were back at the office, recruiters were more like inside sales. They would find the individuals to complete the project, right? Who were application development engineers, developers, like they were the smart people, right? My recruiters would find them and then they would interview with this hiring manager. The hiring manager would hopefully hire them and then everyone would make money. I used to say that I was in the, (laughs) in the business of selling people, but that doesn't really go over well these days, but it's literally kind of what it is. Um, so anyway, as in this job, everyone's, I'm going to get to my point, I fucking swear, but 
in the job, everyone starts as a recruiter. And then you're either promoted to like a professional recruiter, which is like inside sales, or an account manager, which was me in outside sales, meeting face-to-face rather than being on the phone. So in order to get promoted to an account manager, you had to like show your boss that you can be trusted to go meet with VPs and CEOs and like of very large companies and not like scream, suck my dick all the time, which is kind of what I was known for. It was bad. That's a story for a different fucking day. Um, But so we would role play, which is huge, right? My boss would say like, hey, Gretch, go back to your desk and walk in here. Like I'm the VP of app dev at Wells Fargo and you're meeting me for the first time. And I was like, sick, fuck yeah. Like, okay, got it. So stumble back to my desk, walk in the door, flung it open. And I was like, Hey, Bob, like, what's up, man? How's it going? Okay, here's what I can do for you. Blah, 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 blah. And I would like word vomit in a run on sentence. And he was like, holy shit, sit the fuck down. Um, (laughs) And what he said to me and what he taught me is he was like, Gretch, this VP can choose from like 500 other account managers and staffing firms to choose from. Why is he going to choose to work with you? Because you know what you're doing, yes, but also because he has some sort of relationship with you. He knows that you care about solving a problem for him, making his life easier, and maybe he like has some sort of care for you as well. That's that's part of having a business relationship, right? Um, so after a few role plays, I did it again, and I walked into his office. This is a live, ex- not live, a real example. And I noticed a picture on his desk and I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's an awesome picture. Who is that? Oh, that's my son. Um, And then we just started talking. I was, this is an important two words, genuinely curious. I I was like, oh, that's all. Wow. You adopted him. How old was he? Where did you adopt him from? That's so awesome. Do you guys have any other kids? What do you guys like to do on the weekends? Like I was literally so genuinely curious that we, and this is, and this was one of my first meetings as a little dork account manager. And we talked for an hour about his son and how he was adopted and the whole story and how he's involved in all these charities, blah, 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 blah. And I was just genuinely curious. And I wanted to know about all of these people, about my clients. I wanted them to trust me and And I want to say this too, trust me when I tell you that people can smell right through the bullshit. If you are pretending to care about these people, they will know. But again, it's an actual example of a client that I had. And I remember probably mm, four or five months later, I went to an adoption charity event with him and his wife. Like I took clients to baseball games with their kids. I ran five fucking Ks, not marathons, just five Ks with clients. Like I brought... um, uh, what was I just going to say? Oh, like I had another client. I bought like their uh, kids Girl Scout cookies. Like I had genuine relationships with them. And therefore I beat my competition literally a hundred percent of my time with these clients. I had exclusive business with them, which if you know, staffing, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's like the staffing capital of fucking world. Not really, but, um, exclusive business means that they will not work with anyone else. So they probably got called 30 times a day from other account managers at different companies. And they'd be like, nope, we're all set. We're all set. And then it would come out. And anyway, um, and, and yes, I can't like, uh, 
say this without saying that I had an incredible team of recruiters, right? They were incredible at what they did. We got the job done every fucking time. Like we were so good at it. We had an incredible team. Um, But that business started because of those relationships. And I still talk to like 80% of them on a quarterly basis. Um, So I just say that like in sales, the best thing that you can do, in my opinion, is master how to build a genuine relationship. And again, it takes learning. It might sound silly. Honestly, it did to me. I was like, what the fuck? I'm going to role play how to fucking talk to someone. Like, no, I don't talk to someone like, yo, bro, what's up? And he's like, no, not how you talk to a fucking VP. Um, but there's so many books, right? There's um, one of my favorite books. I, I told my team this the other night is um, how to win friends and influence people. It's from Dale Carnegie. It's literally written in the eighties, but it's still so applicable. Like one of the best books, but he talks about In order to build a relationship, you have to be genuinely curious. People can smell through the bullshit, through the fake. If you don't care about these people, then like, what's the point? And another part of relationships too, the more people that you know, like when I was in sales, I wanted to talk to and meet and get to know as many people as humanly possible, not to have it like as a self-serving thought, but you never fucking know who someone is, right? So you never know if like the janitor in the hallway of this client's building that you're about to walk into is the brother of the VP that you're about to meet with. Like, you don't know, what is that movie? There's a movie where someone is interviewing for a job and he's like running into a building and he's like a dick to the janitor. And then he goes in and he like crushes this interview and he thinks he's about to get it. And then the janitor walks in and was like, who is this douchebag? He just did X, Y. Did I make this up in my head or is this a real movie? Anyway, he ended up not getting the job because he was a fucking dick. So anyway, um, what was I saying? I'm pretty sure I just talked in a run on sentence for approximately 15 minutes, but that's okay. Um, My point here of this is master the skill of building a genuine relationship. And you have to master it. I can't, I just can't say it enough that like the fakeness doesn't work. You trying to like build a relationship with someone so that you can get something out of them is extremely obvious. Um, and again, I'm just always thinking about that janitor example. Like if I meet someone and they, but maybe, you know, I'd meet someone in staffing and if you're, you're in staffing, you know what this means, but like the person wasn't a hiring manager. They didn't have a team. They didn't have any upcoming projects. I was probably, you know, you could say like, oh, I'm never gonna make any money with this person, but you have no idea what knowing them and having a genuine relationship with that person can do for you. And another thing that Troy said to me is I really am smart about who I spend my time with and who I focus on. So no, when I was in staffing, if this person didn't have any upcoming needs or didn't have a team or didn't have a project, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't spending all of my time with them. No, but I wasn't a dick. I was genuinely curious about them. I wanted them to know that if they ever needed anything, like I was there for them. Um, and I would, I would help solve their problems and, and I cared about them. Um, you know what I mean? It never came across like, oh, you don't have anything for me. Like, bye. That's not how it is. But anyway, I just think it's so fucking important. Um, okay. So the next one, second tip is to have grit 
and grind. The definition of grit is uh, perseverance and passion. If you are a, if like one of your personality traits is having grit, it means that you will like crawl through the mud to get to a goal. You have obstacles, but you have so much passion and perseverance inside of you that you will do anything to move past them. Sorry, I'm choking on a seed from my smoothie. Fuck. Um, So, uh, and it's true. A little bit about sales is having or is luck and timing, which to me means that it's a little bit of a numbers game. So what that means is if you think about like opportunity, right? Opportunity doesn't come knocking all the time, but the more that you work and you're out there looking for opportunities, if you compared to the person next to you, you are going to find those opportunities more. Your eyes have to be peeled for them. Uh, What's the Thomas Edison quote? Um, People are scared of hard or... People don't see opportunities because it's dressed in overalls and looks like hard work. Probably just fucking butchered that. But um, one of the things that I remember when I was promoted um, to from staffing to come open up our Atlanta branch from Charlotte to Atlanta, my CEO was like, that girl will outwork anyone in the room. She's scrappy, but she has grit and she will do anything it takes to get it done. So now like, Sometimes I think that that is inside of me, my grit and my grind, because I had, remember when I started this job, I had $13 in my bank account. I lived in a 400 square foot studio apartment in Charlotte for $1,300 a month. My parents never gave me a doll, which is fine, um, but I had no one else to rely on other than (laughs) this job. So it was like everything. I bartended on the side. Yes. But anyway, I had a very, uh, like I had to have grit and grind. I had to do this in order to fucking survive and eat food. Um, But anyway, so I think that so many people don't maybe understand that about sales. Like there are some sales that are 100% commission, okay? There's no salary. So you're only paid if a sale goes through, right? So I just... um, I guess my second tip is literally hard work. Like as cliche and kind of easy as that sounds, some people overlook that. And I know this is kind of like a topic that I go back and forth in my head about, right? Because when I was in sales and, you know, those first couple of years, like I was one of the first people in the office and I was one of the last people to leave. I was obsessed with it. I worked so hard. Like I loved it. Um, And I just wanted to do every single thing that I could to win. And some people are like, no, you don't have to do that. Like, it's not all about work. And I remember my ex-boyfriend or my boyfriend at the time, he was like a great guy, but like trying to keep me small. He's like, it's not always about work. It's not about this. It's not about this. And I was like, but it literally fuels my fire. Like I love sales so much. I love the thrill of it. I love the relationships that you build. I love the like chasing a goal, like having a goal and uh, and crushing it, right? So I say this to my team a lot and a lot um, when people start in my new skin business, Tony Robbins always says, some people are stick people and some people are carrot people. What that means is a stick person is someone who is like, who I think of like a football coach who's like, run, run, run five laps, like go, go, go. That's like a stick person, as sad as it sounds. It's like, you know, hitting someone with a stick, I guess. The other side is a carrot person. That's me, 100%. Someone who 
Uh, if you dangle a carrot in front of me, if you're like, hey, Gretch, you want to make six figures this year, this is literally what you have to do. I will do that. I will create a checklist. I will slap it on my fridge of little check boxes and I will fucking complete that goal. That's a carrot person. So one, knowing which one of those people you are is very important. It, do it doesn't make uh, someone better or worse at sales. Um, it's just kind of knowing who you are. But anyway, that is um, something that I always, always think of when people are like, oh, like you've had so much success in sales, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, if someone can, if I understand uh, what it is that I want to achieve, it's, I'll talk about this in a second about like execution is kind of scrappy for me. But if I understand, hey, I have the ability to make X, Y, and Z money, because let's be honest, sales is a very money motivated sort of job. Um, if I have the opportunity to do this, I will figure out how to get it done. So anyway, long winded, but that's definitely my second tip. Okay. So if you've read any sort of sales book, you've listened to a Ted talk, um, you've had any sort of training, this will be a very common theme to you, um, that you don't sell a product, you solve a problem. Okay. And there's a couple things that I want you to think about when it comes to this, or I guess things that I've learned, um, very important to think about. Okay. People don't want to be sold to, and you can't sell to everyone. You need to grasp that fact. Um, because one of the things that is bad about some salespeople is they give off desperate energy. Okay. Desperate energy ain't it. And have you guys seen the movie um, Wolf on Wall Street? Okay. When he is telling his friend or whatever, hey, sell me this pen. Okay. That is selling a product. So, and then the guy, oh, well, it oh, has all these features. It does this. It's the best pen in the world. Blah, 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 blah. The other guy grabs it and says, hey, can, I think this is it, but it says, um, hey, can you, can you uh, sign your autograph for me? Oh, well, I don't have a pen. Well, here you go. That is identifying someone who needs something. You can solve a problem by giving that person that pen. But if you walk up to someone who has 85 pens and you're just blabbering about the pen, they're going to get annoyed. You come off as desperate and you're not listening to that person. You're not actually solving a problem for them. You're just trying to sell a product. And people, just like in genuine genuine relationships, people can smell that. So if you walked up to someone and they had 85 pens, oh, well, maybe you need to pivot what you're talking about then. This person doesn't need a pen. They've got 85 of them. If I were in those shoes and all that I was selling was pens was, hey, tell me about your favorite pen. Oh, well, I love, okay, cool. Why do you love it? Oh, blah, blah, blah. All right, that's awesome. This pen actually does the same thing. I know you're all set, but do you have any uh, friends who might need a pen like this? Oh yeah, Sally down the street. She definitely needs that pen. Cool. Thanks so much, Joe. Hope you have a great fucking day. That's, in my opinion, something that could be successful. Um, if you go and you meet with someone who has 85 pens and you sell pens, but you also sell paper, this is a very blanket uh, example, by the way, um, you could talk to them about how well the, anyway, do, do you know what I mean? Like we have to not be selling the things that people don't care about. Sorry, I clicked the wrong button. Um, 
So again, if we're just out there blabbering to people who have 85 pens, the benefit of your pen, that literally just means that you're not listening to what these people are saying. And that just makes you annoying. Haven't you ever been like in a conversation or on the phone with someone and you're telling them like, hey, I do not need your service. And they just keep on trying and trying and trying and like shoving it down your throat. And it's like, okay, this person is literally not listening. It's the rudest thing in the world. Um, And if they would listen to what I'm saying, I'm saying that I already have this. And if maybe they would ask a follow-up, like pivot, pivot is a great word, pivot, um, and ask a different question, maybe they could realize that I'm just thinking of like AT&T for like security. I don't need this service. I already have it. Oh, okay. And so are you all set with home security cameras? Oh, you know what? Like, I've never thought about that. Can you tell me more about, sure, this is what it is. That's when people become like non-desperate salespeople, but people hang up on you all the time because you don't fucking listen. So anyway, just a thought process there. Um, what's the next tip? The next tip, um, looking at my little piece of paper, rejection is part of the game. What do we always say? Rejection is redirection. Usually talk about that in like dating and that kind of shit, but it's so uh, relevant with sales as well. Like if you cannot be used to getting told no, then you will never be successful in sales. I'm sorry. Like people are going to say no like eight out of 10 times. And that is okay, but the most successful people are the ones who say, sweet, thanks, bye, and they move down the street. It's not the people who like overthink and they're like, wait, why did they say no? Like, what did I do wrong? I suck at this, I suck at this. Like, um, my friends used to say this about me when I was like chugging white Russians in the fucking club is that I was so unnecessarily or un like warrantedly confident Um, like I would walk into these VPs of technology at Wells fucking Fargo, like huge companies and have so much confidence that these people would be like, all right, like this bitch has so much confidence in herself. She's going to get it done. And they would give me a shot. And every single time it would come through because I was like, fuck, this person's giving me a shot. Here I come. But they didn't know that for the last seven meetings that I was on that day, every single person shut the door in my face and they all said no. But I, if you have, oh, this gives me fucking chills. I want to be back in sales. Um, just kidding, not going back to corporate America. But anyway, um, if you like let, so let's say that my first seven meetings, every person said, no, nope, I already have someone I work with. Nope, I don't like you. Nope, uh, I don't need your service, whatever. If I let that woe is me, I fucking suck mentality go into this eighth meeting, then I never would have landed that eighth meeting and that eighth meeting could change my fucking life. You know what I mean? You never know the next person you're going to talk to. You never know what they're going to need. And if you're just sitting there, excuse my language, but being a pussy ass bitch because someone said no to you, like you're just not, you're not, uh, it ain't it. I just thought of this too. Um, but back to my one, two, three, third tip for solve a problem, don't sell a product. What I want you guys to think about there is value. If you are not adding value to someone's life, someone's business, making their life easier, making something more simple, um, 
uh, adding that, let's say that you are in the business of selling skincare. If you can't sell that this product is going to help you with your, you know, maybe you have insecurities about the acne scarring on your face. If you are just pushing a product, 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 instead of saying, hey girl, I totally understand. Um, I've had a couple customers who feel the same way about their acne scarring. Just want to let you know, these are the products that they used. Um, and it really helped them. And they, you know, here's like a, maybe a testimonial of someone who said, Hey Gretchen, thank you so much for recommending these products. I walked outside for the first time today without makeup on because the products that you recommended really helped my acne scarring. Fuck, that makes me emotional. Like if you don't look at it like that for solving someone's, not that having acne scarring is a problem whatsoever, but solving someone's insecurity, adding value to their life. Maybe you sell a product that is like a timekeeping fucking system, or maybe you're an assistant and you are out there in sales trying to get a job. Um, and you want to be people's assistant. Okay. Hey, I can solve these problems for you. Anyway, it's just about adding value. And if you think about, if you only think about sales, products, uh, making money, blah, blah, blah. If you don't like break it down to the fact of like, you know, adding value to someone's life by selling a service or a product is also kind of intertwined with building a relationship. Because if you are just sell, 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 product, 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 but you're not listening to this person nor actually understand or give a fuck about what their problems, insecurities, whatever are, then you're a dick and it's just not, it's not going to go well. Anyway, what's my last one? Oh, okay. So rejection, we get that, right? Like people are going to say no all the fucking time. People say to me, Hey, Gretch, like, uh, in, in, um, literally all of my sales career have always said, Hey, how are you so confident? Like, how come no one ever says no to you? I'm like, motherfucker, people say no to me all day long. Like literally I like would be cold calling, standing up at my desk. And I've said this on my Instagram before. And I think on my podcast, but people would be like, fuck you, stop calling me. And I would be like, okay, like happy holidays, hang up the phone, be like, fuck you. And then pick the phone right back up and dial someone else. That shit just doesn't stop me because it's like, I'm mentally prepared for it. And I know that it's going to happen, but just like getting told seven times and then boom, that eighth person will change my fucking life. Like that's what I thought about. And if it's not the eighth, it's the ninth. If it's not the ninth, it's a fucking 20th, but it didn't matter because the time is going to fucking pass anyway. If you're just going to sit there and be like, Oh, like, no, I'm not good at this. Like people who are the fucking most successful people in the world at anything that they're doing have been told they suck and have been told no so many motherfucking times. They're just at the top because they didn't stop. Wow. Someone make a t-shirt there. Just kidding. Um, but you know what I mean? Like you can't, everyone's going to be told no. Like everyone is going to be judged for starting a business, like made fun of like blah, blah, blah. Who literally gives a fuck? And I, I don't know how else to say it because I just, I get asked that so often and it's, it's, to me, it's very simple. And I know that it's not that simple. I think that I have that in my like mindset because it's just like ingrained in me at this point that 
Like, I just don't fucking care. Like, you know? Okay, last tip is execution. And I literally feel like I'm about to get in the shower after this and I'm gonna think of like 85 more things to say. So if I come back and I have like an, uh, another thing to say, then just forgive me for it like being meshed into this. But anyway, maybe I won't. Um, so yeah, execution. I was just, when I had the conversation with Troy and I was pretty much then just asking him for compliments, like, hey, okay, what else do you think I do really well at? Um, he says that I don't blink and I just execute. Um, and what I, uh, I remember my Casey, my financial advisor said this to me. She gave me this amazing example. Um, she's like, some people want to want and need to know how the watch is made. They need to know where it was made, why this is, why it is, how these seven things all work together and why and how it's made. And some other people just want to fucking know what time it is. I'm the latter. I am, again, a carrot person, and I just want to know what time it is. And what I mean by that is like, hey, Gretchen, you want to make six figures this year? These are the problems that you need to solve for these this many amount of people. Cool. Got it. I'll see, see you at the end. And I don't need to be like uh, handheld through that. Not that, not that being hand, handheld through that is bad, but I just fucking have that grit inside of me and I just go and I fucking execute. And nine times out of 10, it's really messy and it's not perfect. And I don't need to know exactly what I'm doing because if I stop and try to figure out what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, I get so fucking overwhelmed and confused. And that's where my insecurities come in is if I have to like break something down and like, step by step by step, like learn, you know what I mean? That's when I'm like, oh fuck, this is way too overwhelming. I can't figure this out. But that's why like staffing and recruiting was so perfect for me is because it's very fast paced. It's very much like go, 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 go. And just fucking think like you got to learn as you go sort of thing. That's why it was great for me. But I always am talking to Troy about this too. Um, he has a couple of friends who are in like uh, software sales in different companies and they have like year long sales processes. I don't know if any of you listening to this who are still fucking listening to this 40 minutes in um, are in these kind of sales roles where it's like you meet, you have one project that you're working on and it's a year long sales cycle. I could never fucking do that because it's so one, it's like slow, which I hate. And two, it's, um, it's like you're putting all your eggs in one basket where I need to be putting food on my table. So that's why like the fast paced sort of quick sales cycle. Now I have, you know, in, when I was in Charlotte for three years, I had three years of long-term relationships, but the business that I was doing for them was very fast paced. It was very much like, I need this sort of contractor, Gretchen, go find it. Boom, hired, interviewed. Okay, what's next? What else do you need? Uh, who can you refer me to? That's another thing I want to chat about real quick. Business is built on referrals. So going all the way back to the beginning about building relationships, if you are a dick to anyone um, or you are fake or you're not actually being a genuine person, you are never going to get referrals. And yes, you need to get referrals because your service is great, your product is great, whatever it is that you were solving worked, yes. But, and that's how you can get referrals, 1000%. But people 
I think, maybe, maybe not, don't understand that you can get referred just by being like a genuinely nice fucking person. It doesn't matter if you can't solve that person's problem or they don't need you. Some people will, ref, people, businesses grow off of referrals. Goes back to my, my Instagram growing from 800 to 27,000. It's, it's referrals. People either said, hey, this person added value to me because they were fucking an idiot on Instagram. They were funny. Uh, they helped with my acne scarring. They gave me some advice for dumping my shit boyfriend. Whatever it is, they referred me. Guys, how annoying is it to listen to this fucking podcast? All I do um, when I'm recording it is I stare at like the recording screen and I just kind of like move my mouse around because it's like, I don't know, what I do to keep my brain fucking working. And sometimes I accidentally hit the button and it clicks stop <laughs> or pause. And then I'm just so sorry. So if you're still here, thanks. Um, anyway, I hope this was somewhat uh, helpful or insightful. I didn't, um, I never gave myself any clout, which is fine. You guys don't need to hear it. Um, I was like number one uh, sale, whatever. It truly doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, just to recap, okay. Sales is the business of building genuine relationships. Those relationships can literally change your life. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, sometimes it's about luck. It's about timing. You have to have grit and grind. Um, the harder you work, the luckier you're, you'll get. If you don't push through obstacles, you don't realize that they're going to be there, then you're never going to get through them. Solve a problem, add value to someone's life, don't sell features, don't sell products. Um, rejection is part of the game. Get used to it, be expecting it, and get confident in yourself enough to know that it's not always you. You don't need to pick apart every single time that you are told no. It's going to happen all the time. And you have to have confidence in yourself that yes, you can pick apart some of these problems. Um, and maybe you did something wrong and there's a learning lesson, but do you need to pick apart every fucking time you're told no? No, because that's when people's uh, confidence goes to the fucking tanker um, because you're just looking into why people say no. Why don't you look into why the one person out of 20 said yes? Let's hone in on that. Go talk to someone else who had someone say yes one out of 20 times. Hone in on that. What did they do? You know what I mean? Um, in my opinion, it's about execution. Like you have to keep going. You have another thing that I didn't even fucking mention is consistency. Like if you don't consistent <laughs> consistently execute, you're never going to win. Like because if you just sit there again, I, I guess I've already said this, but if you just sit there and like woe is me and you look into why you're fucking losing, like that's just the name of the game. Sales is losing. Like you're gonna lose and lose and lose and lose. And Anyway, um, but yeah, consists like there, I just know so many people in sales and they, um, you know, they try it like a couple times and then it just doesn't work out. Um, what is that graphic that I post sometimes it's, there's a guy on top and there's a guy on the bottom and they're both like, ho not hoeing, but like chopping away at fucking rocks. Right. And right on the other side of the rocks are diamonds, okay? And this guy on the top, and he's chopping, chopping, chopping. He says, fuck it, I'm giving up. And he is literally the next chop away from getting to that diamond. And the guy on the bottom is just has a smile on his face. And he's just chopping, chopping, chopping. He's overcoming the objections. People are telling him no. And eventually he's the one who's going to get to the diamonds. 
something that I always think about when it comes to consistency. Um, anyway, that's enough blabbering for now. I'm going to go French braid my hair, maybe fucking make a drink at this point. Um, but yeah, if you guys don't follow me, I'm on Instagram at GB Clark. Feel free to rate, review, whatever it's called. Uh, do what you want. Have my Facebook group. Otherwise, I'll see you guys on the gram and uh, I'll see you next week. Bye.